0: The following podcast episode is recommended for a mature audience. It may contain coarse language and the topics discussed might be inappropriate for people under 15 years of age. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to another episode of X versus Y, a pop culture podcast focusing on film and TV. I'm Audrey and I'm Gen X. I'm Matt and I'm Gen Y. And today we're talking about Harry Potter. But before we go to that, Matthew, I've, you've actually been in an actual film. Tell me what's what, what what's the story.
2: Um, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a comedy action movie called, uh, Operation Kung Flu, um, directed by Maria Tran. So she owns her own production company called Phoenix Eye. Shout out to Maria out there. Um, and yeah, she basically wanted to make a movie about, um, how Asian people have been experiencing racism, um, during the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. and then basically, um, you know, make it a bit fun and a bit a bit of like, um, you know, a bit of fun, bit of silliness, um, combined with some really really cool action. Um, you know, and then just to, yeah, make a make a movie about that.
1: Oh, that's that's pretty cool actually. I so, yeah. oh, oh, can't wait to see it. That sounds funny. I mean, that yeah. has been a
2: bit of a. It's it's good that
1: she's kind of taking a humorous angle to you know to something that's quite serious. Like I think yeah. um, it's a really clever way to yeah. approach something. You know from a creative point of view i think especially yeah. in australia to take the humorous angle
2: mm. um exactly too because like you know a lot of these movies like you know you you, you see representation um expanding a bit more you see a bit like a, you see different cultures being represented a bit more in television now you know mm. but like you know kim's convenience unfortunately that just got cancelled but um you know you when when you when you have people that can make some amazing stories on such a you know on a small budget and then you know every you can see like what I saw on the film set like I was basically just an extra so um, you know not obviously not on the front sort of page or anything like that but it was really great to actually experience that as a film buff myself and then be on a on a film because I've never really experienced anything like that before uh, and you know y- y- like people don't think extras sort of do that much obviously they're not the main push of the story but they're also really important because you know um they lend like authenticity to the scene because i mean imagine like you know christian bale walking down a street and no one is there Mm. you know you're like what's happening but then you have extras that have to um you know take that really important part of like walking down the street or you know having a coffee or like talking to each other you know like it lends authenticity to that scene. Definitely. Well, so. it's better than
1: what George Lucas does, and he CGIs everyone in the scene yeah. <laughs> except the actor. But um, I um, so how how are we going to see this? When when's it going to be out?
2: Um, I, th- I'm not sure exactly yet. Uh, it's going to be re- I think the trailer is going to be released mid-April. Um, but I'm not sure about the distribution yet. Um, but yeah, like it's on um, a Facebook page, so you can just look up. Operation Kung Flu on there, or you can check out uh, Phoenix Eye um, on there as well, and all the information will be there.
1: Oh, fantastic. Um, and did you do anything apart from being an extra? Did you get a bit of a,
2: you know, crew crew action? <laughs> uh, actually, it was really great. Maria, like, um, I asked Maria if I could stay back, and she's like, yeah, totally. And, um, you know, you got to see all the background inf- stuff. Like, there were people doing BTS. There were people doing B-roll. There were people... You know, there was the sound recorders, you know, and then there's like a few producers on the scene. And also like when you're an extra, you're just kind of waiting for the next cue, right? Um, I mean, I've only had the one experience, but you're waiting for the next cue. And then you have like, when, when, when I'm just watching, I I'm actually seeing everything that's making the scene. So that was really great. Like I learned so much about filmmaking, especially from watching Maria's direction and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I got to do some of the lighting. So it's called a reflector board um, or a flecky, I think. Yeah, in flecky. Yep. Um, so that was uh, honestly troubling to learn at first. <laughs> Difficult That's quite to hard. learn. I was like, why? <laughs> I don't see the difference between moving this and not moving it. And then you finally catch the sun and you're like, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. like when you And, and um, Adam, the director of photography, was like, just kind of like pretend like you're Trying to blind someone, mm. and then as soon as I did that, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I get it now," <laughs> you know. And then you realize like how much it, because um, he showed me like what it looked like um, with, with the sun as yep. opposed to yep. you know, without the light. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that really does make a difference." Yep. But when you're just starting out in photography or videography or, you know, sorry, uh, photography or cinematography, you don't realize. Like all those little, you know, nuances that really make a scene, you know, and it kind of differences something from being professional as opposed to being amateur. Yeah. But I think also like, it's really great to do that stuff yourself. And then you you learn as well. Yeah. Rather trial than, trial you know, by error. Yeah, like rather than just mm. reading theory stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I got to do um, the slate. So like, you know, yep. the clacking stuff. Yeah, the clapper. So that was pretty cool. Yep. And um, yeah, basically just watching and helping out with a bit of equipment. and. So, so yeah.
1: give us some film 101. Why do they need a clapper board, Matthew?
2: Uh, so the clap... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope I am right, actually, because it's like it was kind of like a blur of a day. But I believe that's too um sort of inform the editor well it, actually it's to sync up the audio it's sync up the sound um, but yep. I also believe that it's to help the um, editor when they're in the you know the editing board yep. so then they can see okay we're going to keep you know take roll one, one. Yep. yeah roll one scene four take yep. one and then they know which one to ga- grab so it's
1: good so I'm just testing you <laughs> 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 just being how good. did I do <laughs> you did well you did well you were concentrating that's good but you know it's good to know not just what you know when you're doing something it's good that you know because I know you I know you were asking a million questions why am I doing this what's this for actually so (laughs) so I can imagine at least you're not just standing there thinking oh okay I'll just stand here so it's good you're learning as well I mean I
2: think I would have been maybe an annoyance but everyone was really like uh, patient and really understanding and you know whenever I had questions like there were explanations which are really good I mean there was one point where I accidentally like did the slate again right in the middle of filming. Yep. And the DOP was like, I'm still rolling. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like everyone was really understanding yeah. and so chill about it, which was really, really great. And, um, you know, I think the movie itself is actually going to be really good because it's tackling an issue that's really, really problematic at the, at, at right now um you know so it'll be really good i think and you know it's not just about like a comedy or anything like that obviously the comment comedic uh, like elements are you know to get people engaged but i think the issue is um really something that's really bad so It'll be good to see that challenge. No, yeah.
1: I, I think it's great. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing your uh, debut performance. Yeah, well I, don't, I, don't uh, know,
2: I don't know how much footage you're going to get, but you know.
1: But the whole thing sounds really cool. I really yeah. want to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I'm me sure too. you'll send me a link. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, we'll post it. Yeah, right? we'll, post we'll post it on it. our Facebook yeah, page
2: Express yeah. Y podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Shall we go on to <laughs> <laughs> Na
2: Na 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 <laughs> Sorry to cut all that out. <laughs> It's it the just Hogwarts theme, was it? Like, no, yeah. It's I think the. the Hog- you know
1: who? D- okay, here's a quick quiz. Do you know who composed that theme? Uh, uh,
2: David, someone. I think I'm pretty
1: sure it's John Williams.
2: John Williams from Star Wars. Mm,
1: we we oh. should do a fact check there.
2: I didn't. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know the first Harry Potter. Everyone movie, knows
2: the original, like dun 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 dun. You know, Emperor March. I,
1: I know, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> let's get off Star Wars just for one episode, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll 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 have a quick look later, but I'm pretty sure John Williams wow. composed the Harry Potter theme. Yeah, because it sounds like one of his scores, and um.
2: But it, it's also really great when a movie comes out and then they have, you know, that theme that becomes like you know, synonymous what, Synonymous with, well, that's pretty bad. I said that, <laughs> um, synonymous with, um, you know, John with, Williams. Wow. Okay. Mm, okay. I that's right. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I can
1: tell by the score. You yeah. Know, cause I've, I'm have i a lot, I'm a gen X older than you. And I grew up with all his, <laughs> he used to score so many things. He yeah. scored all Steven Spielberg's movies.
2: I love him and Howard Shaw.
1: Howard Shaw. What did he He do? did
2: Lord of the Rings. like, yeah, but, and, Na, na, na. Okay. Okay. Let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, like I, uh,
1: that Harry Potter. You know, he's just got really good hooks through mm. his. Um, so you know, I think look, at Hedwig's theme. I didn't even know Hedwig had a theme. I didn't. I do <laughs> know that what it either. sounds like. We should just play it just to hear what it sounds like. <laughs> Hedwig's theme. Jesus. Oh, mode off. Let's let's hear what Hedwig's theme sounded like, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Here we go.
2: Oh, Oh. that's when she's flying back to the house in Chamber of Secrets, I think.
1: Yeah, so that's Hedwig's theme. People, did you know that was called Hedwig's theme?
2: It does actually sound exactly like the main theme, (laughs) though. A little bit, right? Wow,
1: that was Hedwig's theme. Uh, That whole. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Of all the of all the characters, who was Hedwig anyway? Uh, Oh. Oh, because I'm getting him mixed up with Hagrid, yeah. you because know, the name, I just had a memory blank.
2: Sorry, Lucy, do you want to tell us who Hedwig is?
1: Who's Hedwig? Harry's pet owl. Okay, oh. so Lucy's here today, my uh, Gen, Gen, what, what's Lucy? Gen zero? Gen Z. Gen Z uh, yeah. daughter, millennial, yeah, whatever.
2: More, not a millennial. I'm a millennial. Okay, can I just tell you, Alpha? So,
1: can I just tell you why I'm making you guys uh, talk about Harry Potter today? Because um, what's happened is, since when? When did we start reading this book, Lucy? It's about three years ago, was it? Yeah. Okay. About three years ago, we started reading um, *Philosopher's Stone*. I started yeah. reading it to them. And then we were going to read a book and then watch the film after we read each book. Mm. So by this stage, obviously, all the films have been made. So we've got that, you know, because I kept saying – You oh. can kind of
2: binge it, you know. Yeah, yeah but I,
1: I kind of said, you know, we shouldn't watch the films before we read the book. You miss so much from yeah. the books. And I I hadn't read the books since they came out and I was already an adult when they were released, mm. unlike you were probably children when they were yeah, released. Yeah, I think I was
2: pretty young. And yeah.
1: I, I, I remember um, – the first time I, the first time I was going, the reason I was going to read Harry Potter because I was, I heard they were getting turned into films, and I thought, I better read the books before the films come out, so I sort yeah. of know what's going on. So I thought, I'll, I'll read at least one. So that I'll know the story and stuff. Mm. And then after I read one, I got hooked and I read because <laughs> when the first film came out, I think she'd already released three books. Yeah. So I basically read all three books before I saw the first film and I was totally into the books by then. Yeah. And um, I remember then I started doing it how everyone did it, you know, where the book comes out and then you watch the film. Yeah. And the book comes out and you watch the film, blah, 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 blah. And then um and then you really And then I forgot all about them basically after I did that, you know, and, and I think, I don't know how you read the books, but I binged the books. I was just like, oh my God, I've got to find out Uh, what happens. I I, didn't really,
2: I didn't binge them because I like, I I think I got one and two as a gift or something. And Mm. then I read three and four at the library or something. So I, like, I, I knew about them when they were coming out because, you know, they were kind of aimed, I'm pretty much the same age as Daniel. Yep. So, like, one or two years difference. So, I sort of – I was young when they were coming out. So, Daniel
1: so. being the actor who played Yeah, Daniel Harry Radcliffe, Potter. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and wasn't that amazing casting, too?
1: Yeah, did you hear his casting story? Have you heard about it? No, no. Uh, no so, so, since – sorry, since we've been – since I knew we were going to talk about Harry Potter, I've been listening to, like, J.K. Rowling talk about – you know, she actually – there's there's um, a lot of interviews – a few interviews you can find with her online. The ones I really liked was Stephen Fry, do you know the – um yeah, yeah. He actually – narrated all the Harry Potter audiobooks. Oh, wow. So she does this interview with him. He interviews her about it. I think before the last few books were released, but that was a really good interview I found on YouTube that if you guys are fans, you should hunt down. And and he would say something like, you know, it was sometimes hard to – think of you know he, he had so many characters he had to record the, re, the sound person who worked with him had to record his voice yeah so he could remember how to do the next voice because I <laughs> found even when I'm reading it to my kids I'm going oh what voice did I do for that character I can't remember and then um
2: I feel like that would be so hard too for an audiobook to like have to narrate every single voice like. well
1: yeah and and he's going and but anyway, uh, the questions he asked JK Rowling were like oh was that the kind of tone you wanted for that character like he was he was just guessing right yeah and then um she said yes no you really got it right and, and she said my daughter was just so impressed by your Hermione how wow. you managed to do this really young girl and yeah blah, blah, blah. and then I listened to an interview he did with the director that I'm uh, not, not the director the writer she got the same screenwriter Steve yeah. Cloves for the whole series and um he's American actually so it was mm. quite interesting that she trusted an American with yeah, the, yeah. the actual script, but she said her that. The very British he, show. You but know. he won her over when she asked him, who's your favourite character in the series? And he, guess who he said? Dumbledore? No.
2: Uh, I'll
1: give you three three guesses.
2: Uh, Lucy. Wait, he, he, come on, you've got to give me go, a clue. Lucy, like, go. Is it a human? You pick
1: one. <laughs> who do you reckon he thought was the, f- the best? Dobby? Dobby, no. Okay, Not Dobby. Uh, Sirius? No. Okay. Helena, do you want to have a go? Uh,
2: I can't remember any what characters. Snape? Is there a Snape? A Snape? No, no,
1: okay. I'll give you another clue. It's a girl. Tonks. <laughs> Hermione. Hermione, Lucy oh, got it. Oh, wow! And so the fact that he he didn't pick Ron because she felt everyone says Ron because Ron's the funny one or Dumbledore, yeah. and the fact that he picked Hermione because Hermione she said was based on her when she was young because she was a real nerd.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: she was, and she said the only the only the only issue I had with the casting because there's another good interview she does with Daniel Radcliffe and they have a chat, you know, because she mm. she said that Daniel Radcliffe was saying. He had a similar experience to her because he went from anonymity to, you know, mm. stardom through this same book. Yeah. Right. So she said that you know, um she said the only problem she had with the casting was that the kids were all too good looking. She said like <laughs> Hermione was supposed to be more gawky looking, yeah. and you know they're all just too good looking. But they, you know, they were just their yeah, personalities yeah. fit the characters very well. So yeah. obviously that's why they kept
2: them. But um, they changed so much the movies too. It was kind of like watching like. You know, it's kind of like watching your own adolescence when you're growing up because you see like Especially Hermione with all the bushy sort of hair and then, you know, you get up to like, you get up to like episode four or whatever where she's like, you know, really pretty and she's dolled up for that dress, uh, dance, sorry.
1: Now, now, Lucy, what did you say when you watched the movie? Lucy had this comment when you saw them, they were a lot bigger each movie. You said, what do you remember? Lucy was saying, oh, they look so big now. (laughs) What's (laughs) happened to them? Like, it really freaks her out. (laughs) When you go from movie to movie, she's like, oh, my God, they're not little anymore. Well,
2: Rupert Grint grew, like, six or seven inches or something in, like, one movie. Like, it was ridiculous.
1: But I think in the books he's supposed to be taller than Freddie George. So they cast really well when you think about it. Like, I love um, – we'll talk about casting later, but I'll I'll just quickly go through how I got into Harry Potter. So I started reading the books again. So when I was – I should say when I was younger, but I was still an adult when I first read them. <laughs> but I, um, when, I, when I was binging them when I was an adult, like just I would binge read each book. Doesn't yeah. make sense. So if it came out, I'd be going, oh my God. Yeah, I got it yeah, yeah, almonds. yeah. So I basically didn't really absorb them very well. You know, right. I just, and then I'd compare them to the movie. I'd go, oh yeah, the movie did that well. But now I've been reading them to my yeah. kids. I read like maybe one chapter a night. So and you're actually you absorbing it, slowly, it more, yeah. You, you absorb it a lot yeah you you absorb it a lot more fully and you realize how well written they are yeah you know exactly. and how fun they are to read because I only ever read them in my head, mm. but reading them to my kids, you know and I can see how engaged they are in reading and you and you hear how she managed you can you can see how she managed to why they are so popular with all you know especially with children, you yeah. know when you can read a book and everyone like my daughter, if I got her to read it Ruby. If I got her to read it, she'd be like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> but when I read it to her, she's going, oh, and, and, you know, she gets a bit she gets a bit aggro and we're up to the order of the phoenix at the moment and she's going, this makes me so angry. <laughs> you know, she's so funny. So it's quite, I love seeing their reaction. The only one, yeah. my, my daughter, I've got one who's a turning, she's five, Penny, and she just, I'll go, okay, who wants to hear Harry Potter and Lucy and Ruby go, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get ready and Penny will go, oh, no, it's, Boring. She was just like, no,
2: not
1: Harry Potter. Watching
2: Die Hard at Kicks or something. (laughs) And
1: and then she, I think the other day she thought Harry Potter. She's going, Harry. I thought Harry Potter was a girl like Harriet. You know, she got it mixed up. So so she's totally not listening at all. She falls asleep after I read, like, you know, one sentence. Oh, you know, she's gone. But, you know, that's part of the purpose of reading it was to get them to nod off. But this, you know, I found. My um my middle one who usually nods off quickly, she's I'm I've read the chapter and she's going I'm going, is everyone asleep? She goes, Yeah, no, no? Can you keep reading? And I'm like, Oh my god, you're supposed to be what asleep <laughs> by now. So the, the book the books are so engaging now yeah. and they're so into the characters and the story and invested in it. They just wanna keep hearing it, mm. even if they're tired. So that's the power of that those books and it makes me realise how well, you know, how good she is as a writer.
2: I think the greatest thing about books and especially for me because I was always an avid book reader when I was growing up is that w- w- when you when you read the book, you can basically like craft the, the characters in your head, you know, mm. like everything is imagination. You can, you know, you can um, imagine like Dumbledore with, you know, dreadlocks or something mm. like that, you know, because I think what, um, you know, it depends on the author as well because I think – um jk rowling generally like does a little bit of like explanation of like uh looks and appearances but you know some authors don't Mm. and i think they like that but then what was great about seeing harry potter come to the screen was like every single uh, like character was spot on like Mm. the castle was like this big you know amazing castle and you know it was so big but it wasn't like a terrifying castle that you would experience from like you know like like a vampire castle or something, you know, and then there was the, you know, the Whomping Willow and stuff that was so on point. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have like the characters that like you really enjoy, Mm. which actually when they have a visual representation, they actually take on more of a like love in your heart, you know, so it's like, yeah, like, so for me anyway, my favorite character is Lupin.
1: Oh, Lupin, yep. And, I liked Lupin. Yeah,
2: David Thules. And I was like, yeah, like I can – he's pretty cool, you know, like he's looking after Harry kind of thing. Mm. And then you see him in the movie, I'm like, oh, my God, he's so cool. Like he's – Oh, really? You know what? expanded I, I, on my love for him. We, we
1: had an issue with Lupin. We'll talk about casting in a minute. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get to casting in a minute. But I just wanted to um, just talk about um, J.K. Rowling a bit more. I just think, you know, like – she also, I, I love how she also can touch on themes and, you know, that they, they've said that after kids have read Harry Potter, they have more empathy. Yeah, you know, because she's the protagonist is someone who's been bullied and yeah. you know he doesn't have any parents. So, and you're always in his headspace, you mm. know. So it's kind of you you do develop a lot of empathy for someone in that position. And and even though Harry has all these horrible things happen to him he has a lot of empathy himself yeah for other people and i think you know she was you know just the way she created that world and the magic and everything but still was able to weave in all these you Mm. know really important sort of lessons you know kids can learn and even adults can learn from that world i thought it was it's they're just so good you know i just um i'm so like even you know i i I never, like I said, when I when I first read them, I engaged with them as an adult. I talked mm. to my other adult friends about yeah. them. So I never saw the impact they had on children, yeah. you know, and I've never seen it until with my kids, you know, and I, mm. they, they've watched other things, they've read other books, but they're so invested in Harry Potter. And I think it's like, because when I was watching all these interviews, because I was thinking, what is the, you know, because she, she got so many questions, why is Harry Potter so successful? Mm. How did you come up with Harry Potter? And she said it took her five years just to write the first book. But in that time, she was, you know, f- s- filtering that book down to its essence or its best bits. She developed all the characters, but she's got all those characters. All those characters are so well developed. And I think that's the big strength of Harry Potter. They're all the characters. It's not just Star Wars with five characters in the whole Five, oh my six God, Here we go. It's like all these characters. You know, you know, you, you know. Peeves is this really annoying ghost. I, or, I couldn't believe he I mean? didn't make and it in the movie. Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, you know, they're all such. They're only there for a snippet, but they're all such richly drawn characters. Yeah.
2: Nearly had a the And know. then
1: you know, you were talking about the descriptions. She'll give you a description, but you know how some books sometimes they're over descriptive yeah, or yeah, under yeah. descriptive, or or the dialogue. You know, sometimes there's too much dialogue. There's not enough. She can just. I reckon she's just she got the balance, balance right. Balance, That's yeah. right. So she just gives you enough description and then goes to the interest. And she yeah. said she loves writing dialogue. So I just think you know she's just really yeah. got the formula. But she did say with um, Order of the Phoenix because I said, oh my God, Lucy, and I tell my kids this book is so long. You know, it was quite arduous for me to read it <laughs> when I read it because I was like, and and you know Harry is quite frustrating in the book, but. Um, reading it chapter by chapter, I appreciate it more. Yeah. Like I said, we're we're absorbing it slower, and I think that's the way to, to to read her book. Sometimes mm. it is it is a it is that it is such a rich world that when you do read it a bit more slowly and let it sink in, it really it's amazing. You know, mm. you really it's amazing what writing can do when it's yeah. good writing, isn't it? It can really transport you. And well, and the movies, like you said, the movies just add to that. You know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's how I pictured it. So mm. let's. So that's – then we can go to casting. I yeah. mean,
2: like, just to quickly, like, your point on empathy, though, you know, when you see, like, the Philosopher's Stone and then, you know, Harry meets um, – you know, Harry meets Ron on the train and then he, like, gives him the candy and stuff and he doesn't care about – that. obviously, he's got this all this money from his parents – well, he doesn't care that he's sharing it with Ron, you know, like yeah. he's he, just. Or he doesn't know. care he was
1: brought up and the yeah. Dursleys were awful yeah. to him. He's still quite generous and yeah. just grateful.
2: And then, and then, and then they go to the Christmas scene and Harry comes out and, you know, not expecting anything because that's what he got from the Dursleys. Mm. And then, you know, you see that amazing expression on his face, presents. Yeah, and Ron's like, mom got your stuff, you know, and it's like the Weasleys, like, obviously they don't have a lot of money. They don't. You know, they don't have much in, you know, wealth or affluence, but they were they were so generous to Harry, you know, like mm. what they could give to Ron, they, they could give to Harry as well. He, I always thought that was one of the most amazing themes in Harry Potter was the, the family sort of thing. You know, yep. Harry doesn't have a family, but he also does have a family yep. in the Weasleys. Like, he's Ron's brother.
1: It kind of makes the reader appreciate things they have in their lives, you know, that you have a family, that you have people that Mm. care about you and, you know, and just having to start every book with him being treated like crap by the Dursleys, you know, we're going, oh, the
2: Dursleys again, (laughs) you know. Well, what about like the scene when, um, if this is a book one, but like, Aunt as Petunia. long as it's not after all no the no Aunt Petunia, the first one when she shrinks like all of Dudley's clothes for Harry to be able to fit in it and then no. you know they're not they never buy him an ice cream or anything they just yeah, they're really awful yeah to they're him. horrible they're awful people and Dudley I feel like Dudley also like gets a bad rap but it's mm. like the way he was brought up you know he could have been a really good person well that's so. it that's yeah it.
1: so um and and I um oh, I was just going to say Stephen Fry guess who Stephen Fry's favorite character
2: is um, wait, was it Hermione you said before? No, that was the writer. Oh, right. That was the uh, screenwriter,
1: Steve Close. Stephen Fry's the narrator. He's an actor mm. as well. Yeah, I
2: know Stephen Fry. Um, you know, he talks like this. Yeah. He was He was. Who do you show. think
1: Stephen Fry would love uh, the best? Sorry, Someone was, very that, wise,
0: perhaps? Who, Lucy? Dumbledore.
2: Yeah, Lucy got it again. Lucy's, oh, Lucy's on the money. <laughs> Lucy's
1: on it. <laughs> okay, so... um. Let's talk casting first before we get stuck into it. Did you think they did a good job with casting the, the series?
2: Uh, I, I do. Um, obviously, there were a couple that were a bit off, Um I, I Let,
1: oh, By the way, let's just talk because we're only when we're reading, we've only gotten up to Order of the Phoenix. So this yeah. episode is actually only going to talk about Harry Potter's one till four.
2: <laughs> Isn't it one till five? Because you've seen Order of the Phoenix. No, we, we're we only starting okay, it, to. So we, I don't want to talk about. Right, so five, Phoenix six, and seven. So we haven't watched the Order of the Phoenix film. Yeah, yet. we'll do that in a. Following yeah, we'll do episode. that maybe next time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was good, you know, like I, I think when you, when you put a book to move, when you, when you put a book to, um, fil- screen adaptation, uh, th- there's, there's always going to be things that miss out, you know, mm. like peeves not appearing in the sh- mm. movies. And I thought he was annoying, but I also think, you know, I get what the, you know, as a filmmaker, you've got to make tough decisions and mm. he wasn't central to the plot or anything, but you know, unfortunately you can't use him for any other scenes either, you know? Um, I, you know, I think they were really good. I, um, you know, Vernon Dursley, like he's got that really annoying, like yeah, terrible the, look.
0: Did you think the Dursleys looked, yeah. looked like they
1: were supposed to, Lucy?
0: Yes, very much. They're very mean and they're very good at acting.
2: Yeah, that's right, Lucy. And then, you know, what, what did you think about Hagrid, Lucy? I thought he was, he was the most spot on casting. Hagrid, Hagrid was very
1: good. Did you think Hagrid was good, Lucy?
2: So that's that's Robbie that? Coltrane, yes. if you don't know him.
1: Well, she that was the one cast member that she, um, J.K. Rowling really wanted. She or mm. she always had him in mind for oh, Hagrid right. yeah, okay. that was one So the Star- others- a
2: bit of Harry Potter trivia <laughs> like mm, please, please don't talk about Star Wars <laughs> okay for one episode no Star Wars yeah please um, there's a bit no, of a Star Wars <laughs> ban
1: here please don't talk about Star Wars
2: no but like yeah Harry Potter trivia like you know uh, yeah like what did you think by the way like I think okay,
1: of- uh, okay so here's who I had issues with I had issues with Sorry, Lupin. I didn't think... What? I thought the guy they cast for Lupin looked too old. Because she kept saying how Lupin looked a bit young but haggard.
2: That's the point. But he He, looks old. I thought that actor looked quite old. That's the point. He's like struggling with the whole werewolf thing. Yeah, but he
1: looked old already. He didn't look like a young, old guy. He looked like an old, old guy. (laughs) How can...
2: (laughs) He played... He played... no, I just really said Harry. He played Lupin so well, like it was. Yeah, mm. not really. no, not really. What was
1: that, Lucy? Not
0: really.
2: Not, not really. really. I thought okay. he was
1: okay as Lupin, but it was the, just the way he looked. It wasn't how I imagined I, I, him. I, I, I
2: get it. I get it. Well, who would I have
1: cast? Well, you know, you know who I actually pictured. You know the guy who played Quirrell in the first movie. Yeah. Someone a bit young, baby faced like that. Like Freddie but
2: Highmore. No, look. He would have been too young. Anyway. Yeah, he wouldn't. Have, yeah. He didn't
1: really exist in the in the Harry Potter universe, or just in that time period of casting. I thought I thought Mad but someone Mikkelsen someone bit younger, baby face sort of actor. Yeah. But I thought the actor was still good, but he yeah, wasn't yeah. what I pictured. So when you're talking about casting, these are ones that I didn't picture, and I mm. I, I did have some issues when they had to recast. I did have some issues when they had to recast Dumbledore because, you know, Richard Harris died.
2: Richard Harris was good, but I also... So many people thought of him as Dumbledore. Like, he was their Dumbledore. But I actually really liked um, Michael Gambon as Mm. Dumbledore because, you know, like... You, you see Dumbledore, you know, he's doing magic and sort of running around and stuff. Mm. He, you know, I don't think Rob Richard Harris would have been able to do that. No,
1: I don't think he, I think I can see the point why you'd get Michael Gambon as well. Because, yeah, Dumbledore does have a bit more action in the later yeah. series. But I think he just doesn't, he always seemed really angry at <laughs> Michael Gambon <laughs> when he played Dumbledore. What, uh, d- uh, whereas so Richard, have- Richard Harris was a bit more like, you know. Uh, you know who who would have got the balance perfectly was um, the guy who played Gandalf, Ian but McKellen. unfortunately he couldn't do too. Yeah. But also just listening to Stephen Fry and I saw I was reading the comments and he and they were saying oh he would have made a great Dumbledore. and I'm thinking yeah he would have because he's got that sort of intelligence I think he'd about be too him. Too
2: big for Dumbledore. No,
1: like. I reckon he would have been great because he's got he could project his voice and yeah. he could have been serious. But you know because Dumbledore's always telling. Not jokes, but he's always a bit, you know what I mean? He's always got a, they're always going on about his twinkle in his eye. Yeah, yeah. I never saw R- Michael Gamby's yeah, eyes twinkling. Gambon he was, was always just like, yeah. About he looked like he was about to tear you. What about out. in
2: episode, what about, what about in, Um, if you read the book for, so um, Lucy, you've seen um, Goblet of Fire, right? So do you remember it? in the book, you read Dumbledore, it's like, I saw someone like post a meme of it or something, and it was like, Dumbledore asks Harry softly, did you put your, Name in the goblet of fire, and then you have like in the movie. He's like, "Harry, didn't you <laughs> put your name in the <laughs> goblet that's of what fire?" I mean, he was so <laughs> aggro. That's what I'm I am talking like, about. Like that was full yeah, on. I was <laughs> shaking him, yeah. and I was
1: like, "That doesn't. Yeah, that's not very that's like Dumbledore." That doesn't give like a warm, familiar no. sort of thing. So, like, so there was never like he didn't have those those gradients of Dumbledore. Yeah. He was just really aggro all the time.
0: What were you gonna say, Goose? Yeah, and he pushed um harry against the um the trophy the glo- like the cupboard of trophies and he and he <laughs> slammed <her> against it <laughs>
1: did you put your name into the goblet of fire harry dumbledore
2: asked calmly yes,
0: harry i protest
2: harry did you put your name in the goblet of fire Fortress. That, that it was a bit scary, wasn't it? <laughs> that was
1: a bit different to the book,
0: wasn't it, Lucy? But he did he said it softly and then he and then in the movie he, he was saying that then in so in the book he said that um that Dumbledore asked him softly um if he put the name in the Goblet of Fire. But in the movie he slammed him um slammed Harry on the um on their trophy cupboard and asked him in a big angry voice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I got scared of that when I shot her What the hell was happening?
0: Yeah, and, and Dumbledore's supposed to be on Harry's
1: side. And I was like, Jesus, that was like, that would have been more like the possessed Moody doing that. Oh, by the way, there's lots of spoilers in this podcast. So if you bit haven't late, read the books or watched the films, yeah. don't listen to this. But um, who else do you think was miscast? Lucy, anyone that you can think of that you didn't really like? Oh yes, I know one. Who you? You tell us. Sirius. Oh, you, Sirius. You didn't
2: like Gary Oldman as Sirius. No. Yeah, Gary I thought, Oldman.
1: I just thought Sirius looked a bit old as well.
2: That was the point, though. That was the point with Sirius. He was yes. supposed to. Sirius
0: look was
1: slightly better than Lupin.
0: But what were you going to say? He was talking too fast. I couldn't understand him. I think oh, the no. thing with okay, Sirius yep. was
2: was that, in you know, you read the books and see the, mov- the movies, but he was he was. He was in Azkaban for like, you know, 15 years or something like that. Like, mm. you know, it went, that's, that's what made him crazy. That's why he was like, you know, going yeah. off at Peter Pettigrew. Who, who also was an amazing, he, like.
1: Peter Pettigrew. Now that's a different one. Wasn't, what did you think of Peter he Pettigrew? He was the
0: best one in, he was the best one um, in Harry Potter to be cast. He was
2: creepy, but that's the great yeah, casting. He, yeah. he, he
0: got, really good. what was it? He was really, 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 really good. Except one thing, he didn't have a missing finger. He did? No. He did? Yeah, but in the in the book he said that he pointed at Harry with his middle finger and he pointed it with this one. Oh. When it was oh. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe
2: you noticed that.
0: No, well she's really that's what I'm just telling you. She really they've really remembered
1: a lot of the detail from mm. the books and I'm really that's what impresses me. They're like going, Well, you know, that didn't happen and this didn't happen and I'm you know, after I've read it I've forgotten half of it. <laughs> and I and they're reminding me, Oh mummy, don't you remember that? Blah 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 and I'm like Oh, really? I
2: remember, I remember, like, walking home and grabbing a stick and, you know, like, your parents use the whole, like, re- automatic garage thing. And I'm like, Wingardium Leviosa. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> You but know, you like.
1: <laughs> that's what I like about the movies, too. It, it teaches you how to say all the words and the names. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. otherwise you're going Hermione and then you listen yeah. to it. Oh, it's Hermione. That's yeah. how you're supposed to say it. Because in your head, when you're reading it, you're like. I said Hargrid for so long. Hargrid, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hagrid. You know, you got you got to use those British tones, and then you'll get them all right.
2: What one of the hardest ones was Accio, because <laughs> I think it's like Accio, but I always pronounce it Accio, R-C-O. Accio, Accio wand, Accio broom, wand. <laughs>
0: Accio wand,
2: Accio. Remember, like, but you you really even like I think in the first movie you actually see like Hermione kind of. Um, subconsciously makes fun of it. It's not Wingardium Leviosa. It's, it's not Wingardium Leviosa. It's Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's and then great. Ron's like, like <laughs> setting his thing on fire or whatever. Yeah.
1: When I first saw the movies, I thought Ron was very good as well. Ron and Hermione were like mm. perfect casting. And so was... um. Yeah, so it was Hagrid. I thought they were the, the most. Perfect. How good? You know who else Harry, was I, good? But I, I felt sorry for sorry. I'll just interrupt yeah. you for five seconds, and you can tell me. But I was going to say Harry. I thought was a bit like a stun mullet. But I think that's his character yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. He doesn't. A lot of his dialogue is internal in the mm. book, so he does just react and go, "Oh, you know." Yeah, yeah. So he did look a bit like a stun mullet in the first film, but he gets better. Yeah, you know, he gets better, and because he, he's got more to do. But um, ha, ha, I think Harry is a hard role to play. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, any say?
2: any major character is. I loved in um Chamber of Secrets. We'll go back to. Shall I think we we'll go back book, to. Shall we go book by? Yeah, or, book by book, okay. book by book, movie by movie. But we'll say like one scene from each book by uh, movie. Well, let's, but I just yep. want to say something funny from Chamber of Secrets before I get forget. When, um, what do you call? <laughs> when Mister Weasley walks back into the house and Mrs. Weasley like your sons took um your car from here to Surrey or whatever, and then he's like. Really? How did it go? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But that's,
1: that's the beauty of Harry Potter. You know, all the characters, like I said, are so richly drawn that you can you know Mr. Weasley loves muggles. You yeah, know, yeah. his wife would go off. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't know that in Star Wars. You don't know anything about yeah, I mean, Luke's auntie and uncle. You just know they died five seconds after you met yeah, them. That, you know that, what I mean? There's no there's no other characters. I think
2: I think it's a different type of storytelling. Yeah, but the it's movies di- are just as long, the you know? The
0: movies are terrible. You don't.
2: <laughs> I mean, you don't go. You don't go. You don't go to. Oh my God! You're not going to be invited let, back, let, Lucy. Let,
1: let's not start with Star Wars. Let's keep to Harry yeah, Potter. So, let's start with the first film.
2: Yeah. Okay? So yeah, it was um, directed by um, Chris Christopher Columbus, Columbus yeah. and you know, had some really heavy hitting actors who were already, you know. Um, big in their own right, you know, Robbie Coltrane, Richard Harris, Maggie Smith, Alan Rickman. Oh, I thought
1: Maggie Smith was excellent mm. as Professor McGonagall. That's another one that was, actually, I think all the teachers are really good. Yeah. I just thought Snape was a bit old, but I, I still love Alan Rickman. Even you know Professor what
2: I mean? Flitwick, like, oh, I think, yeah. I think he was replaced a few movies oh, in. Oh really? I, I couldn't tell. Cause it was, I think it was Warwick Davis, but, um, like two or three movies in, but in the first one he had like blonde hair or something. Warwick, I think it is Warwick Davis. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, so There's another I thing I've said so, wrong. So if there's anyone English, I corrected him there. Warwick, oh, and I'm English as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like there were some great, great, um, great actors, you know, that were involved, and then you have your relative newcomers and stuff like that come through. But
1: and they kept a lot of the f- the the actual book plot. It was all mm. in there, and I really. Ad- out of the whole movie, for for some reason, I really remember that unicorn scene
2: because oh, it was so creepy. That scared you know, they me did that so bad. So, that's right, Lucy. Can you tell us what you thought about when you saw the unicorn? Was me, it scary? That
0: gave me nightmares for nearly a week.
2: Oh my gosh! Actually, did it? It scared me too. I can feel. I can feel you were there. That was that was terrifying. I think it's the whole cloaked kind of like thing as well. Like whereas like kids these days, you know. If, if if you saw Voldemort, he's creepy, but, you know, without the... Yeah.
0: When kids see Voldemort, they make fun that he has no nose.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> kid, kids these days don't... They don't... Sorry for the screen but they don't give a crap. Like, they're just like, oh, you know, look at that guy. He looks so weird. And Voldemort's, yeah. like, in real life, like, oh, my we're gonna kill these kids you know but like you know when you're growing up you're like oh my god like you know he's covered in clo- a cloak he's like creepy it's dark it's the forbidden forest there's a lot of like mm. leaves tr- you know there's a lot of like leaves moving there's a lot of like twigs snapping Fang scared you know ha- hagrid's dog Mm-mm. runs off that so, was also
1: well done in the movie the effects i thought you know yeah. the, the um the chest set i remember the giant chest oh, set yeah. and um like uh, Cyclops. I mean, it all looked a bit. You know, it wasn't as slick CGI now. Yeah. But I, I felt like it. You know, it's I aged like it, well. It's I like it when well. it's got that organic yeah, um, feel yeah. about it. I think it's aged well because the, they did the script pretty good and the mm. the casting pretty good. But the, still, the movies do not compare to the books.
2: Yeah, 24 FPS, not 30, right?
0: <laughs> I liked the Quidditch.
2: The Quidditch was good. Yeah, yeah the Quidditch was good. good so point, fast. I, that was one of my great scenes was, um, for me anyway, was seeing Harry beat Malfoy at something for once. Like, oh yeah, that was, that was really great. Like, actually, you it's know, like, what? Haha. it's like, you know, catch if Like you see Malfoy, cause obviously like, you know, he would have learned, um, how to fly earlier mm. and then you see Harry just jumps on natural flyer and Malfoy's like, okay, like, mm. you know, who's this guy? But, you know, it was really, really that's, great.
1: that's another good casting is Malfoy. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, he's so... He's Tom so Kel- Felton. It's kind of like Joffrey
2: from Game of Thrones. You hate he him is, so much. Joffrey like, was so good as well. So if you hate them that much that you hate the actor, they've done their job.
1: I, I can tell you, because uh, I, I, you know, all my trivia, Um, Tom Felton actually went for Harry and Ron. He, he oh. went to try for those roles or some okay. other roles, but... He had never read the books. Mm. So when they asked him he kind of, you know, BS'd his way, you know, he said, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah," made up something, and then they realized cuz he lied. Oh, he might make a good Draco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's a bit older than the other actors. Yeah. So maybe that's why, you know, cuz his performance was very good. He was yeah. spot on from day dot. You know what even I mean? Even though he never even questioned that he was this really, you know what I mean, like yeah, uh, like um the the guy from um, Game of Thrones. You yeah, know, he was just evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um,
2: and, and, you know, you, you like, like I said, like, you know, the actors done their job if you hate them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totally. And then if, you know, someone like, you know, someone like Mrs. Weasley, you love her cause she's so warm yeah. and you know, yep. she, she, she seems like to someone like me. Like so, someone like who you'd go over and then she'd have like, you know, it'd be winter and she'd have the heater on and a fire. Yeah, and and she's always she'd feeding She'd have a you. stew yeah, and going yeah. and cup of tea when you walk in yeah, and everything very, like very that. very
1: English hospitality. Yeah. Um, like sort of rural English hospitality. Yeah. Not, not like London. <laughs> <More> <laughs> so, like.
2: so what was your favourite um, scene from the movie from Philosopher's Stone?
1: Oh, favourite scene. You know, I've always, I, it was probably the same as the books. I love that bit when he looks in the mirror. Because You really oh, feel for him rise, then, and you know yeah. what's you know, error, er, 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 what's it called? Er, er how did they say error? Mirror of er, Arise, Do you know what that is backwards? Desire. Oh, so she did that on purpose. Wow, well, okay, isn't she clever? So it's your desire. So right. it's actually that was look, I can't even spell. See, one, one er, thing, see, one thing that Arise. arise. And that was the mirror. So it was supposed to be about desire. That, One that thing that didn't mirror.
2: make it in the movie that I was a bit upset mm. about was when Harry looks into the mirror, he sees his mum and dad, mm. but in the book, he actually sees his extended family. So his aunt and an uncle oh. and his grandparents. But doesn't he
1: go there more and more and then he sees more of them? Yeah. Like, yeah. But when he initially goes there, he sees, you know, his yeah, parents. His mom and dad. So yeah. what about you? What was your favourite scene?
2: Um, I think my favourite scene was uh, the chess game. Oh, the giant I, I chess. I thought that was yeah. really cool. Like, especially the whole, like, you know, it's not just like they get knocked off a thing. Like they actually, you know, the knight swings his axe or sword or whatever. Like, yeah. I, And that actually reminded me of this game I used to play when I was a kid called Battle Chess, mm-hmm. where it was like exactly the same. And, you know, it has that whole nostalgic feeling when I watch it again. Well, but it was, I love that. And also it was really good to seeing Ron kind of like take over that hero, you know, hero sort of protagonist role. Because obviously, like, you know, when you've seen the other movies, you know, that Harry's the main, but it's good to sort of have that shared. I, I liked seeing Ron because, you know, he, he with the whole Weasleys, you know, they're not obviously big and di- big time or anything. They're not popular, but he, he, he had a chance to be able to show Harry that he's good at something because, you know, if you read the books, you would have noticed that Harry got the whole like, oh, you know, he's the... Mm. He's the boy who lived and mm. all that stuff. Gets all the attention. Yeah, it gets all the attention. And it's not something that Harry wants, but it's hard to transfer that onto Ron. Yep. So, so I liked that, yeah.
1: I was going to say so because I read it as an adult, I didn't really identify with any of the, I mean, you know, <laughs> magic. And I mean, I guess if anything, I, d- I could identify with Harry, feeling yeah. a bit like an outsider and things. What about you? Who do you identify with the most character wise uh, when you were reading it as a child? Who was your favourite uh, character when you were reading it? I th- uh,
2: I think maybe Ron. Ron. You, the way you spoke yeah. about
1: Ron, I was going to guess
2: Ron. <laughs> I, th- I think because, um, you know, I haven't come from a, like, obviously it's not as, not terrible, but I haven't come from a rich family. So, you know, a lot of the stuff we got was hand-me-downs and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there was always the love there from my family or my parents and, Yep. My my cousins and my uncles and aunties and my grandparents, you know, there was always that love there. And I think that replaces anything rather than being, you know, rich, but being in a family that doesn't care about you. Yeah, that's right. You know? So mean, we used to play, we didn't have t- fun. I mean, we went to like um, theme parks and all that kind of, st- kind of stuff occasionally. But, you know, we had fun like spraying each other with like the hose and, you know, kicking an old ball around the backyard for a couple of you know, a couple of hours and stuff like that. We yeah. didn't really have the money to do all the games and go to the zoos all the time. Um, so, yeah, Ron Ron would be my favourite character probably. And, Har- you know, everyone loves Harry. <laughs> she
1: said probably Harry's probably, when she asked, you know, Harry's probably not the most popular, but I think everyone can identify with him. Yeah. What about you, Lucy? Who's your, your favourite or who do you identify with the most?
0: None of them. <laughs> oh, really?
2: None of them? Yeah,
0: none
1: of them. Oh, okay, fair enough.
2: <laughs> Is there anyone that you really really like though? No. Okay.
1: Like all of them? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So we've got a fan of everyone here. Yeah. Okay. So
1: um so yeah, so the first movie, what do you think there's anything else to talk about in about the first film? I'm just
2: thinking. Um there was one scene that didn't make it into the movie that I really wished mm. um got and it was the the photo album from Hagrid that was a gift to Harry. Oh, he didn't. Didn't
1: he get it at the end? I thought he did.
2: No, I don't think he got it. in... No, I don't think he got it at all because I thought um, he did. Or maybe he, oh, I haven't seen it. Because I think then. the first movie
1: <laughs> did put a lot in. Yeah, yeah but the, I think successive movies. Because and I did, how good
2: were the photos in Harry Potter? Right, like they actually oh, move. Yeah. That's cool. You know what we've done? <laughs> Is that a special type of camera? Because I want to get it.
1: <laughs> you know what we've done? We've um. We've, we've looked at what Harry Potter world actually looks like, you know, and, oh. it, and it is pretty cool. Like, you know, people take videos on YouTube. We were watching it the other day since, you oh. know, who the hell knows when we're ever going to get to Harry Potter world. And they have like, you know, on the ride or whatever, we can go into Hogwarts. Yeah. The portraits are all moving like that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that is it, so cool. Yeah, I reckon it'd be unreal to go there one day.
0: Hey, Lucy. Yeah, and also you can do magic with, with oh. wands. How do you do, can, you do like, that? And like close like blinds and st- like curtains and stuff How do you do that Lucy? You have to say like the spell
2: So do you know the spell for closing the blinds?
0: No So what was your favourite um, spell? Spell, spell Asio
2: I feel, like, I feel like you. I feel like the cool thing about Asio is you could just be like hopping to bed and then Asio blanket and then it's just sitting on top of you, you know Because you know you get comfortable and then you're like Oh my god, my blanket's weird Yep
0: I would use it to find all my lost things out, like...
2: Oh, okay. That could be cool, yeah. Accio <laughs> so oh, oh sneakers. Go what? So
0: I don't have to go and look for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Then I wouldn't keep having to use my find my iPhone, find my iPad, because i forget where they were are. Actually, I don't. I've got elves in my house who keep moving everything and not... Putting them back on the charges, okay. so I have to keep making them go beep, 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 and trying to find everything. So, uh, um,
2: on the topic of elves, that's probably your favourite character, isn't it? Um, okay. Lucy. So, shall
1: we go to book? Um, I should say the. Do we have anything else to say about the Philosopher's Stone? Yeah, Philosopher's
2: Stone kind of talking about it. Shall we? Shall yeah. we?
1: Shall we move to book two? What's
2: book can two? Can you announce Can you announce book two for us, Lucy?
0: The Chamber of Secrets.
2: Harry Potter and the.
0: Chamber of Secrets.
2: Ooh, that sounds om- ominous, doesn't it? You know. Yes.
0: Did you Did you like the Chamber of Secrets, Lucy? I forgot.
1: I forgot everything. <laughs> Do you remember what happened? <laughs> it was the one with the big snake.
0: Yeah, I remember the snake.
1: Yeah. What did you think of the I don't know. Do you remember the movie? You know who I loved in the movie? I loved Kenneth Branagh. I thought he was very Oh, good. yeah. Gilderoy, Gilderoy Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah. He was very, um,
2: you know what I mean? He, he was, was very pompous. Pompous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pompous. We both said Jinx. it. Jinx. Jinx, you owe me a coke. <laughs> <laughs> You owe me a Oh, my God. Uh, That's can, so old, but it's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I never said that. You Lock, Lockhart was good, you know? Like, he definitely played the part. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he... I mean, especially the scene when, like, he does the duel against Snape. I think Snape took some, like... Utter satisfaction from knocking him on his oh, ass. Yeah. But I just
1: loved how they they sort of even art directed him. You know, had pictures of himself all in oh, his room, yeah, yeah. and he was just so like he was just so brings good. Harry, and he's
2: like, oh, the boy who you know, yeah. the boy who lived. Oh, he must get a signed copy. Yeah, I know. You know? He was,
1: his tone was just so good because he was so friendly, but he's actually quite sinister. But they do it. He did it. He did the acting so well. Mm. I really, I really thought Kenneth Branagh was very And what about good.
2: Jason Isaacs' um, Lucius Malfoy? Yeah, he's good too.
1: He was really good. He's he good. scared me. He's spot on casting he's as well. He's got the well. like,
2: whole long hair and everything. Just I,
1: I just love how they always go, Potter.
2: <laughs> I'll tell my father <laughs> hello, about this.
1: Hello, Potter. <laughs> you know, they are always just You're like, that's that. where Draco got it from. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: but he's. But you can tell, like, I love how you can tell, like, Draco's just a, a little... Like you know, he's just a bully kind of yeah. guy, but his father is really evil. Like you can tell, mm. there's a difference. Between You'll find those. out later, you know. Yes, yeah, his father is not not a nice guy, yeah. but he's
2: not just a bad guy. He's. Whereas bad. Draco's
1: just a bully, I think. Yeah. You know, he's just still young, but I um, yeah, I loved um Gilderoy in that, and mm. I and Do- that's when we first see Dobby, and Dobby's hitting his head. Did you love? Oh yeah. Did you love Dobby. when he first came? Dobby is a bad elf. Yeah.
2: Dobby. <laughs> I I thought the funniest bit was like he. he you know, Dobby's actually trying to help him. Yeah. But Harry's like, I've got to get out of this place. I've got to get out of here, you know? And then he's like banging his head. And then you see Vernon and Mr. Dursley constantly coming in going, what is the matter with you? And, you know, oh, you know, and then the, the worst, the funniest thing ever is like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't give a crap about anything. But when you get older, you're like, Mr. Dir you know, Dursley's just trying to make a sale, you know? And then you have like the the person that is like the guest of the house is looking up and hearing all these sound, all these sounds. And then you have Mr. Dursley. Like, oh, it's just the pipes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how can that be just the pipes? But you know, like, you know, it was so great with that. And then you, you know, it's, it's obviously you see the Dobby, what does Dobby do to the cake, um, to the amazing cake that Mrs. Dursley made uh, Lucy? What is what does Dobby do to the cake?
0: He he puts a spell and makes it flow in midair and then um when it goes like um on top of someone's head it drops and
2: yeah, yeah, so why did why did Dobby do that though? What was he trying to do to Harry?
0: He said that um if Harry he said that if Harry goes to Hogwarts then he'll drop the cake on um the guest's head.
2: <laughs> and I think Harry decided to go to Hogwarts, didn't he, Lucy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know see there you
1: go I don't remember that <laughs> I'm glad you remember that but um yeah it was very um it was another faithful I thought the Chamber of Secrets was actually very good like mm. I liked it more than the Philosopher's Stone the adapt the yeah, adaptation yeah, yeah. like I really got into it then I wasn't so critical of the casting by then because you get mm. used to the actors they're all a bit better anyway the kids are a bit older and because, um, you know, when you first see the movie, you're like, oh, are they going to get it right? You know, yeah, just, yeah. And, but now you, then, you know, oh, they got most of it right. It looks right. So the mm. second one you can kind of enjoy. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like going, oh, okay. And then they, and, and then you're just worried about what they're going to leave out. You know, that's the thing. What,
2: what's Got something to say, Lucy?
0: My favorite character in the Chamber of Secrets was Moaning Myrtle.
2: Oh. oh why? Okay. Why? Who is ma- Moaning Myrtle to our new viewers?
0: Um, she she's the ghost that haunts the, the girls' toilets oh. because um, um when she was at school the um the giant snake um like technically killed her.
2: Oh, okay. And do you know what the giant snake's called? No. Starts with B. A
1: basilisk.
2: Oh, yeah. So it's a bit different to a regular snake because it turns you to stone. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's all like she got a lot of these monsters and everything from mythology and just sort of switched their powers. Actually, I think in
2: Harry Potter, it doesn't turn you to stone, it just knocks you unconscious. No, 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 no.
1: So what it did was it. Okay, Lucy, what, what happened?
0: So, um,. If you saw it like it's reflection in something like for example um Hermione um, saw it like in the reflection of her mirror it, it it petrifies you but if you if you look at it in its eyes then um, then you die.
1: Oh Okay. That's how, that's how Moaning, Moaning Myrtle died. So she, had, she looked right at it.
2: So for everyone li- um, who's listening, Lucy is our resident Harry Potter expert because <laughs> it appears that Audrey and I have bad memories. <laughs> well, yes, I've
1: got a terrible memory. But I remember, you know what? What The films help you remember the books, actually, because yeah, you exactly. can visualise yeah. everything. Go, Goose. What were
0: you going to say? I have a young memory. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks
1: for rubbing it. I, I just... <laughs> I,
2: I, I liked it because it was a bit more, you know, it was a bit more actiony, you know, cause like you have the first movie mm. where it's very, nothing really happens until the end, you know, when Quirrell attacks Harry. I
1: think the first movie as well, you know, you've, if you've read the books, you're fine, but in the yeah. movie, they've got to introduce all these scenarios. Yeah, yeah. They've got to make sure they cover all these things, you know, mm. that the book covers in, in yeah. the, in the, in the duration of the film. So they're very conscious of getting all that plot in and all Mm. the characters in and blah, 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 blah. Whereas in the second one, they could, you know, they've already introduced all these characters. They don't have to go on about all that backstory again. So Mm. I think that helps speed up the action, you know?
2: I really liked also, though, that, like, I think Lucy might be able to attest to this, but as the books and the movies go on, you kind of, like, get more cool spells and they're, like you know, in the first movie, they're just kind of doing really slow movements and stuff. And then you go into the, like, movies later and they're, like, throwing spells and they're, like, not even saying it. They're doing wandless magic. And that's supposed to be, like, a really hard thing to do, but everyone is throwing spells and, you know, stupefy! Expelliarmus! You know? (laughs) What's
1: that? You don't know.
2: But, yeah, like, Chamber of Secrets is pretty good. Um, You've got Chamber, yeah, Chamber of Secrets is pretty good. And then what, what else happens in that movie? Um, Chamber of Secrets. Um, you know, there's a the constant, like, Basilisk running around, killing people.
1: Chamber of Secrets is also directed by Chris Columbus. Oh, the flying car at the oh, beginning. Oh, yeah, that goes into the, the start. Willow. I think that's what I like about it too. She'll introduce the Whomping Willow yeah. in the second book. And then it features in the third book as a plot point. When it saves them from the spiders? Um, this car saves them from the spiders later yeah. in the second book. But, um how the Whomping Willow comes back again in the third book. And you know what I mean? She puts all these little things and it always comes back.
2: I love the bit where um, Harry's just sitting in his room and he sees all this light and then he suddenly looks out and there's like Fred and George going, hello, (laughs) through the window. We're here to rescue you. (laughs) um, One
0: one thing from the first book is that um, I was reading it the other night and then I noticed something um, is that um, Mm – Hagrid was telling Dumbledore that when he when he went um he got like uh that that young Sirius gave him the motorbike and oh. he saw young Sirius at the house when he went to collect Harry in the first book.
2: Did he? he told I don't Dumbledore. remember that at all.
0: Yeah, because you don't <laughs> you don't remember because it was like a little detail.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, Helena's gonna add her little comment because I I can't hear that. I think there's a meme online where they use the Chamber of Secrets flying car and it goes, um, shut up, we're going shopping. <laughs> I think a meme Get of in it. the car, girls.
2: <laughs>
1: I, think they, oh, yeah, I think they
0: use it for mean girls.
1: Like for oh. mean girls, like we're going shopping, but they use the flying car from Harry Potter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing like Tuesdays, we're wearing pink. <laughs>
1: so I think actually overall the making the books into movies makes everything so iconic visually, doesn't it? Yeah, there's so yeah. many visual... Iconic things that people have picked up from the movies. That more, more. you know, I think you know because you know we remember we had Davy on from, uh, for Cobra Kai.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, have you read the books, Davy? No, but I've seen all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be able. Lucy it could also, give us more insight into the movies than Davy. It, it also goes
2: quicker <laughs> too because you watch a movie in say two two and a half hours. You read a book. It takes you know a couple of yeah. days or a week. Um but yeah, I think that I mean Chamber of Secrets is okay. But let's leave it there for today. So stay tuned for part two of Harry Potter movies versus books. Um if you wanna look us up, we're on Facebook, X V XVSY podcast on Facebook. Uh and we're also on um Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically everywhere. Um if you wanna check us out on those platforms.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us today and hopefully you enjoyed it and you're all into Harry Potter. And honestly, if you're a parent listening to this and you've got kids who haven't heard it, you totally should either read it to them or get them to start reading it. They really are fantastic books. And then and the films only add to the experience.
2: Thanks, everyone, for coming along, um, listening in and um, tune in to the next episode of X Is Why coming soon.
0: Your light is very near Starlight Star Bright Starlight Be waiting also. Your brightness is